Welcome to Coming Home Well. I'm your host, Tyler Piron, and I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Now, you are listening to the only radio show in the entire nation focused on educating civilians about veterans' issues. So what does that mean? It means we want you, the friends, the family, the brothers, the sisters, the aunts, the cousins, the nephews of veterans to have more information so that you can help the veterans in your life or even people you know that used to serve and they're veterans, but you don't know how to help them. That is the whole point of Coming Home Well, is helping you be more informed and better informed about what's going on with veterans' issues. Like in the past weeks, this week has been absolutely crazy. The governor's issued a stay-at-home order. The number of COVID-19 cases are skyrocketing. People are getting sick. And I hope that you are staying at home and staying well and, and doing the things you need to do to keep you and your family safe. But there are so many good things that are going on as well to try to tackle this pandemic. And everyone that's making a difference, especially our healthcare workers, our law enforcement people, everyone that's having to go and do the things to keep our lives normal as possible, like the grocery store workers, absolutely amazing. Dealing with people every day and people have short tempers and being forced to stay at home. But just like in the military, trying times bring out the best in people and the worst in people. And I want to talk about some of the best people. Our friends over at Silverback Distillery shut down their entire production line and have started making high-grade hand sanitizer. They shut down all the liquor they're making and are just making uh, hand sanitizer and giving it out free to all the local police, rescue, hospitals, and all the people that need it absolutely free. So Denver Riggleman and Christine Riggleman decided that's what they needed to do. And as you know, Denver, we've had him on the show before. He's a veteran. He loves America. And he is stopping all the production at the at the facility just to make hand sanitizer because they knew they could and it, it would make a big difference. So I want to give a special shout out to uh, Denver and Christine Riggleman at Silverback Distillery for putting the people first. It's uh, something that we definitely don't always see, but it's what we do expect of our veterans and why we hold them in such high esteem. So if you happen to see Christine or Denver or stop by the Silverback Distillery, tell them thank you. We have an awesome interview with Dr. Deborah Beidel with the University of Central Florida. She runs UCF Restores and she uses VR goggles as part of the therapy for TBIs and PTSD. Now, I don't want to give away the entire interview, so I'm just going to leave it there. And uh, right after this break, Deborah Beidel. Welcome to Coming Home Well. I'm Tyler Perron, your host, and today we have a really exciting interview. It's all about PTSD and some of the latest, greatest treatments. And we have Dr. Deborah Beidel with UCF and UCF Restores. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you for having me here today. It's great to be here. 
So you've been doing PTSD and TBI and all the other related things and helping people. You're a psychologist by training. What is UCF Restores? UCF Restores is a clinical research center that's really dedicated to changing how we think about and treat post-traumatic stress disorder. We started UCF Restores about five or six years ago, although I've been treating veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder since the 1990s. So what started you with treating PTSD? I mean, the 1990s was not the high time for PTSD. No, it wasn't. But I was working at the Medical University of South Carolina and the Ralph Johnson VA. And we had a lot of Vietnam veterans who weren't getting well with traditional therapies. So we started to do exposure therapy and add in a group treatment component to see if we could provide a better sort of wraparound treatment to help our veterans. So what exactly for our lay audience who's not familiar with these terms, what is exposure therapy? Exposure therapy is the therapy that has the most scientific evidence behind it for post-traumatic stress disorder. The easiest way to explain it is if I asked you, how do you get over your fear of a dog? You would probably say, I have to be around a dog. What happens when someone experiences a traumatic event is that everything that's in the environment becomes part of that memory. So sights, sounds, smells, and now those sights or sounds or smells trigger danger even when there is no longer danger. So if you were once bitten by a dog, Every time you see a dog, you're not going to get bitten again, but your mind now associates dogs and danger. So what we do in exposure therapy is expose or put people back in touch with those triggers that create their fear. And through a process of learning, they learn that a dog does not mean dangerous bites are going to follow. Or in the case of our veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan, the smell of gasoline or the smell of diesel fuel does not mean that an IED is about to explode. So I understand that there's two parts to it. There's the exposure therapy and then group therapy. Mm-hmm. And you've had some pretty great successes merging those two, like an intensive outpatient type environment. It's like, what, a month or two? How long is this? And, and what kind of success have you had? So it's a three-week intensive outpatient program. Mm -hmm. And what happened was with our original studies with exposure, we found that that still wasn't as effective as we wanted it to be. So what we did was add in a group component that deals with other parts of post-traumatic stress disorder like depression, anger, social isolation, sleep problems, and we wrapped it all together into this comprehensive program. One of the reasons we wanted to do a three-week program was to really address this issue of stigma in post-traumatic stress disorder. The idea that I can't go for treatment because I'm weak or I'm going to be in treatment forever. And what we wanted to do was to start to think about post-traumatic stress notice I left off the D, in the same way that we think about physical injuries. So if you hurt your leg, 
while you were in the military, you have to go for physical therapy. Well, this is an injury. This is a stress injury. And so we wanted to be able to say, well, you're going to have to go to therapy for a couple of weeks. So we took a very big chance. No one had ever done this before. No one had tried to do this very intensive program. People come to our program for three weeks. They get exposure therapy in the morning. They get group therapy in the afternoon. At the end of three weeks, 66% of veterans and active duty personnel no longer meet the diagnostic criteria for post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, it doesn't mean that they're completely cured and they never think about that event again, but you can think of it as going from three or four nightmares a night to one nightmare a month. It's that kind of change. And what we know from follow-up is that the relapse rate is only 1%. That is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Where people, two-thirds that go and deal with their issues mm-hmm. no longer really have the same issues because they dealt with them. They may, exactly. They may still have the memory. The memory's not going to go away. But the idea is the memory no longer drives your behavior. So people who came to us before, and in Orlando, we have I-4, which is a big interstate. People would say, I can't drive down I-4 because if there's trash on the side of the road, I try and avoid it, veer into the other lane because I think it's an IED about to explode. So the idea is people are getting their lives back. They can drive down I-4 without worrying about explosions. They can go to barbecues without worrying about the smell of the barbecue, reminding them of an explosion. So that's the kind of thing that we're really aiming for. So I was, I was really curious about the exposure therapy because you talked about sights and smells and sounds. And then I was reading about virtual reality and I'm a big geek. Everybody knows me, knows this with the Oculus and the virtual reality goggles that I, you know, you can play games with, but you use virtual reality to treat PTSD. Yes, we do. If we go back to what I was talking about before, when I was talking about the dog, how do you get over your fear of a dog? You have to be around a dog, right? How do you get over an IED explosion? Well, I can't recreate that, right? And and nor do I want to. And my only option prior to virtual reality was you had to think about it, right? I had to say, okay, imagine that. And you would have to think about it. And I would have to trust you that you were really thinking about it and you weren't really thinking about puppies or something instead. So with virtual reality, we can present the sights, the sounds, and the smells of what happened to you during your unique traumatic event. So we have the ability to customize the virtual reality to make it recreate the event that happened to you. Then we have you in that event, and over a series of days, what happens is your brain learns that those triggers no longer mean danger because you're sitting there in that chair, you're smelling things, you're hearing things, and nothing bad is happening. So I I can totally get the hearing and seeing part. How do you do the smelling part? We have a machine that blows out the smells. Um, it's a, it's a 
little machine that we can, with the computer programming, blow some air over jars or vials that contain different smells. And we can blow that air out when it's necessary. So if in your scene you say, I heard this explosion and suddenly I smelled diesel fuel, the therapist who was working with you would hit that button and the smell of diesel fuel would come out of our little machine and go through your nose to enhance your experience. Smells are really, really important important. Okay. We know that smells that are associated with an event become very emotional and also very powerful. So from your olfactory bulb at the end of your nose into the area of your brain that's responsible for memories, it's a boom. It's a straight run. It doesn't cross in other areas of your brain and it doesn't get degraded. So those smells are very important parts of memory. You know, if you ask people, what do they think about when they smell chocolate chip cookies? Lots of people might say grandma's house, mom's house, right? It brings back that memory. These smells, unfortunately, bring back bad memories. You know, it's quite amazing. I was at a conference at Disney World uh, this past summer, last August, and I had all this free time in the evening. So I said, okay, well, I'm at Disney World. I must go and do some of the things. And I've been there two or three times. And it wasn't until this trip that I really understood the magic of Disney World. And it was actually at one of the rides. And you're sitting there and you're swinging back and forth. And they have this video and they have smells. Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely amazing. And I never really understood what they meant about the Disney magic before. Yeah. And so this sort of brings it back, you know, like, I'm like, oh, okay, this makes perfect sense. The <laughs> smells, the visual, the audio, you are able to re-experience it. And then you sort of process it with group therapy. Mm -hmm. Is that the idea? Well, the idea is that, yes, in some, in some cases, the group therapy works on other skills, but we do find that having people together in the group therapy in the afternoon after exposure therapy really does help people deal with exposure therapy. It can be very stressful. And sometimes people say to me, you're doing a therapy that makes people worse. Well, it doesn't make people worse if you do it appropriately, correctly, but I also think part of the reason that our therapy is doing so much better is that in the afternoon, there are four other people who, although they had a different traumatic event, all had to go through that traumatic event with their individual therapists, and they draw strength from each other. So I think that is an important part. So the exposure therapy is individualized based on their unique perspective of their unique experiences in the morning. And then in the afternoon, they're able to talk and learn some other additional skills and talk with other people who have had other experiences. Mm -hmm. And now they can merge those two things together. At the end of the day, they're like, oh, I'm not the only one. And it's not nearly as bad as I was repeating it in my mind because I'm still okay. Right. Exactly. And we house people, we offer housing for people at a local hotel. And so they can go back and they have dinner together so they can continue to process in the evening. They have homework assignments. And another thing that I think is really important is I think it is the intensity of the program that makes it work. What is therapy about? Therapy is about hope, right? You, you go to a therapist hoping things will change. If you go to a therapy that you only see your therapist once a week or maybe once a month, 
it's a long time before you're going to start to feel better and you're going to lose hope. With seeing someone every single day, Monday through Friday, by the beginning of the second week, what we hear is people are saying, you know what, this is working. I'm feeling better. I'm sleeping better. They still, you know, need some more sessions, but the hope is there. We, t- we talk about post-traumatic stress disorder as if it's a wildfire, right? The whole place is on fire. And once a week therapies or once a month therapies are sort of like you got a glass of water trying to put out this, you know, fire where our intensive treatment program, you got a big old fire hose that you're using and you're putting it all out at once. So beyond the individual one at a time, how does somebody get into a program like this or down to your program at UCF Restores if I'm a soldier that has PTSD or I'm retired or former military or whatever that you're in? Yes. And you're saying, this is, I can't live like this. How do I get help? They can call our number, which is 407 823 3910. And our clinical care coordinator will talk to them, we'll do a diagnostic screening, and we'll get them hooked up with whenever one of our next cohorts is happening. We do this at the beginning of every month. We start a new treatment. We call it a cohort. We have between four and seven people, because that's how much room we have in the clinic. And uh, they go through their three weeks together. And then we start another cohort. So we don't have people waiting a long period of time, but just if they call in the middle of the month, they might have to wait till the start of the next cohort. Now, we aren't able to pay for the hotel or the flight to Orlando for people who don't live in Orlando or live in Florida. For Florida residents, it's a free treatment. But for non-Florida residents, we can't pay for the lodging of the hotel, but we can still offer the treatment at no cost. So if you don't live in Florida, all you have to pay for is the flight getting to Florida, drive, fly, however you get there, mm-hmm. and the hotel cost. Yes. And then, but all the therapy, all the treatment is free. Yes, it is. Oh, that's pretty amazing. And yeah. if you're in Florida, obviously there's no charge. Right. The lodging is free as well. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Yes. We've so, been generously funded by the state. So. Oh, that's, that is wonderful. Mm-hmm. So. UCF restores what is I just want to change gears and and backtrack a little bit because I remember reading something that it actually stands for something at one point it stood for something it stood for research and treatment on response to extreme stressors but you know what it a lot of us kept forgetting what it was. <laughs> and so we just decided that we would be UCF Restores. And for us, an important part of that is um, lives, families, and communities. Because we know that traumatic events don't just affect a person. They affect the family. And also, unfortunately, for those of us in Orlando who know, know too well after the Pulse nightclub shooting, it affects the whole community. So our goal is to restore not just the person, but also the family and the community in which they live. Sounds like a fantastic program that a lot of people should be at least aware of, especially for people with pretty significant PTSD or mild PTSD. So one of the areas that we've been researching is, is areas of TBI and PTSD and the crossover of symptomology. Because we've, we've been talking with all the people doing the brain research. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, 
a lot of people say they have TBIs and they do have TBIs. They also, other people say they have PTSD, but we can't tell any difference. Yeah. It's, it's the same symptoms, the same sort of problems. Does it matter? Will it affect the ability of someone to get treatment? Is the results similar? Well, what we know from our clinic is that people who are on the mild to moderate side of TBI really do as well in our treatment program as people who do not have TBI or don't think they have TBI, right? The way, unfortunately, we diagnose these mild cases of TBI is we ask people, did you lose consciousness? Was there an explosion and did you lose consciousness? So the symptoms are pretty much the same, but what we found in our treatment program is that those on that end of the scale, there's not much difference in their outcome. They do just as well. Now, when we get to people who have more significant TBI, it's more difficult for them because they are having memory problems. And what we're trying to do is process memories. So that always doesn't work very well. It really, really helps with PTSD. And for mild TBI, which is most folks, it works really just as well. Mm -hmm. But if you have more significant TBIs, not Maybe not as much because there's more of a physical damage as opposed to the uh, psyche that is being damaged. That's a good way of putting it. That's correct. Okay. That's fantastic. Well, I want to really appreciate and thank you for coming on, coming home well today. Uh, It's been quite the education about all the treatments that you offer and the results, which are frankly amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how people aren't adopting this much broader. Um, Do you think they will be? Well, we're working on that. Um, We recently were funded by the Department of Defense to put this treatment program on three military installations. So we're broadening it out to look at all active duty personnel rather than just veterans. We're also about to launch a six-hour continuing education training course for therapists who want to learn how to do the treatment. So instead of coming down to Florida, your local therapist will be able to provide it to you probably with some modifications and learning how to make smoke machines or smell machines and all the other things you've been doing. Yes, that's, that's correct. We don't want to keep it. We, we know that we can't treat everyone who has post-traumatic stress disorder. We can't treat all of our veterans. And so what we want to do is now that we know this treatment is effective, we want to put it out there and have other people do it as well. That's part of our commitment in psychology is to give effective treatments away. That is absolutely fantastic. Well, Dr. Deborah Beidel, I really appreciate you coming. I'm coming home well today. And thank you so much for spending your time with us. Is there anything else that I've not mentioned that you'd like to let our viewers know? Just that there is help for post-traumatic stress disorder. And if the first therapist can't help you, please find another therapist because there are good ones out there and you don't have to live with this. And that's an excellent closing message with coming home well. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Dr. Deborah Beidel at the University of Central Florida and the UCF Restores. It sounds like fantastic treatments. They're making great advances. And I was particularly impressed with the way they do virtual reality as part of the therapy. But to hear the rest of it, please go and listen to the podcast. We talk a bit more about the VR and how it works and how people are using this and how they recreate the scenes. But you have to go listen to the podcast for the rest, and you can find the Coming Home Well podcast anywhere that fine podcasts are sold or given away for free. You can also go to our SoundCloud and listen there.
Now that I have your attention, it's time for Tyler's Tips. I only have a little bit of time this week for Tyler's Tips, so I wanted to give you one that I think you can use right now for the veterans in your life, especially the older veterans that may not have the vision they once had, or people that are injured and lost their sight or their hearing or are otherwise unable to read books. The National Library Service has a free service that you can sign up on, and we have the link on the Facebook page up already, but we're going to have it on the website as well. But you can go to the Facebook page, Coming Home Well, and we'll have a direct link to it. And what it is is they provide audiobooks for free, absolutely free, in the format that you need them. If you're blind and you need it in Braille or audio, and they ship it to your door for free, or you can download it in minutes with absolutely no cost. They have tens of thousands of books, and they offer this service free. And if you're a disabled veteran, you absolutely are able to take advantage of this, as opposed to something like Audible, uh, where you have to pay for each book or for each type of thing that you're doing, and it gets really expensive. This way, people with disabilities can get a free book or books and be able to hear them and be or read them with Braille and be able to take advantage of it. So that's Tyler's tip of the week. You're listening to Coming Home Well, the only radio show in the entire nation focused on educating civilians about military and veteran issues. I know it's a lot of time to spend to learn about things, but we really appreciate it and the veterans in your life will appreciate it understanding what's available, what types of treatments are available, what types of benefits are available. And that's why we're here to help you help them. Because no one is going to be a greater advocate than someone who really cares about the person they're advocating for. Until all are home and all are well, this is Coming Home Well. Thank you and we'll see you next week. Coming Home Well, helping civilians better help veterans. Every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. on Seville 107.5 FM and 1260 AM WCHV. Ain't no place like home.